0: Oh, I love that song. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. I'm Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancik from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. The NFL Draft 2019 edition is in the books, folks. It's all over. No first round pick for the Browns. Dorsey did not trade up, but he had, I think, a heck of a draft. We want to hear from you. What did you grade this draft? Did you like it? Was there a player who was there who you wish they would have taken? The positions taken? Anything left out? Anything you would have liked added on? And give us your thoughts here. So you can tweet us at got at AndyMC81. And you can also get a hold of us on Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Make sure you follow and subscribe to us there so you don't miss any of the live content. And you can join the conversation like Dog did. He said, great draft. And uh, J Travel Four says the Giants suck. Uh, quick, quick side note, Matt. The uh, what do you, th- what did you think of Dave Gettleman of the Giants? Is this guy punking the Giants organization? Daniel Jones, six overall. Are you kidding me?
1: I don't know what, in heaven's name, he was thinking. No. <laughs> I,
0: I. Glad I'm not a Giants fan.
1: That they thought he was the best option to replace Eli and I cannot for the life of me understand why he's still the general manager as a point. I don't right. think I want to let him get to the second round Um he seemed like a, to me he kind of had the mentality of a lame duck like I'm going to take this flyer and if it works out I'm going to look like a genius and keep my job but if not I'm going down in a blaze of glory that's what that screamed to me, is a guy who, I mean, honestly, Daniel Jones was the second quarterback off the board. I wouldn't hit, you know, I, I wouldn't trust either one of those guys that were taking one or six to lead a franchise. No! Murray, not a chance. I wouldn't touch him on somebody else's draft pick. Daniel Jones, career he, he looks to me like a career backup.
0: Yes, that's his high side, Matt. That's what I was saying. That is the career high side of Daniel Jones. And the scouting report to the Giants after he was drafted, it was Daniel Jones has Eli Manning's personality with less pizzazz. Yikes. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you get. And that doesn't matter to me. If, if, so they uh,
1: pass up on Sam Darnold correct. and Josh Allen correct. and everybody last year, yep. Josh Rosen included. And they pass on drafting Dwayne Askins. Even Drew Locke. Or for a guy who's just a guy.
0: Who's just
1: a guy. And he did not play at a football powerhouse either. No, he played at Duke. He played at Duke. He hasn't produced a good football team in how long?
0: Yeah. It, it's it, it's absolutely bizarre what we saw out of the New York Giants there, Matt. And yeah, you put, that's a great point. You pass up on all those guys and you grade Daniel Jones to your point. Fired David Gettleman. Like this is, this is a guy who's been an executive in the league for like 40, 40 years. Very strange. But anyway, that's the Giants problem. Cardinals suck. Giants suck. Browns are doing just fine. Uh, on that point, Matt, but man, ugh, very, very strange. Um, let's get to the Browns draft pick. They did not trade up in the first round. They were at 49. We saw the trade card go in. They got rid of one of their fifth round picks. And what I thought, Matt, got one of the best values in this draft at the second round. A player that many had as the one or two cornerback in this draft, Greedy Williams. He's not perfect, but John Dorsey at the press conference, you were there. He was he was almost giddy over getting him at, at, at 46.
1: Yeah, he was, and he was not the only one. Freddie Kitchens was excited. Greedy Williams was excited. They got a great cover corner. Look, understand there's questions about his tackling, but John Dorsey made the point himself. Hey, corners are paid to cover, not to tackle. <laughs> He's like, he'll get <laughs> people down when he has to but he's there to cover, and you take the ball away. And that's exactly what you got. You got a ball hawk that can make plays down the field for you.
0: Yep. I, I absolutely adore that pick there. He was, I would have taken him over DeAndre Baker, but a lot of these picks here were in a 1, 1A one scheme fit, where does it, you, you know, what fits best with you option. So maybe not right for, the Giants, but I'll tell you at this point, after what Gettleman's doing, um, I will take the word of uh, John Dorsey over Dave Gettleman. And John Dorsey says it's Greedy Williams. So I'll go Greedy Williams. Got some comments here on Twitch TV. Uh, you can join the conversation twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. Follow, subscribe. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free to do so. If not, click subscribe, buy some bits, cheer. You get some shout outs. Uh, we got one from Chelsea. She says, uh, Chelsea says, I'm not a Browns fan, but I'm an Andy fan. So I just dropped in to cheer 20 bits. How about that, Matt? We got we got some love all across. I love it.
1: Hey, any uh, you know that kind of support is, is very much appreciated.
0: It's it is to this to this show. So Chelsea, thank you. Tash Cash says love the greedy Williams pick and Dog says great draft. Uh, so yeah, you can join the conversation there on on Twitch. Great way to interact. So the greedy Williams pick uh, Matt, was there anybody you thought that Dorsey was going to trade up to get? Was Did you have a, your eye on someone that you wish they would have gotten? Because I don't think many people disagree with the pick, but was there somebody else you were looking at?
1: There was somebody I thought they were going to trade up to get if he fell into the 20s, and that was Jeffrey Sims.
0: Ah. I just
1: had a feeling that they were yep. going to try to get him, and Dorsey said the asking price to move up was too high, and by the time they were kicking the tires on all the deals. All three of the guys that
0: they wanted were off the board. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. and and Tennessee Titans took them. I'm glad they didn't waste the assets on that because Greedy Williams is an, a now contributor. But he, Matt, the great part of, of this is, in all these draft picks, because if Dorsey has built it out, you don't have to push any of these guys in. You don't have to force them like in past drafts. If Greedy Williams needs to sit behind... And and be in a rotation behind Terrence Mitchell, that's okay. But now you have depth. If Denzel Ward gets another concussion, if there's an injury, you got a high end guy who can naturally go in. And I think that's the theme of this draft. Nobody is going to be forced into a position that they're not ready for. And
1: we've seen the opposite in past years. So oh yeah, problem,
0: yeah. I yes, we have. <laughs> we we definitely have seen that in past years, Matt. Oh yes. Uh, So that's the pick there, Greedy Williams. Now we go to the third round, 80th overall. I'll admit, this was a surprise to me. I thought this might have been a reach, but but like the corner position, the safeties, once you got past Devin Bush and Devin White, the linebackers were more based on fit and projection. Sione Takitaki, wicked name. Um, Didn't know too much about him. Uh, The knock on him, Matt, might be over-aggressive, but... I'd rather have a guy who has a a too high of a motor, more aggressive, and try to rein him in than like a Jamie Collins who has the look, but you can't get going.
1: You can coach somebody down. It is very difficult to coach somebody uh, to get up to play a game. And they were not able to do that with Jamie Collins. And they found a guy who was the exact opposite of Jamie Collins. Yeah. A guy that plays with a relentless motor... He had some maturity issues early in his career. Well, I think it says a lot about him that he went out and in his year away from school because he got kicked out of the school, not just the football team. Uh, he went and got a job working construction,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hard manual labor. Sure. And he earned a living for himself. Then he got married. And then I think the most telling part about his, his improvement in the maturation category he went back to the same school and yeah. re his spot.
0: He said he didn't want to give and up on it. He didn't want to leave it like that. He,
1: yeah, he said he wanted to put something better on his name, attached to his name. And I certainly respect that. I have that same mentality. I don't want any dirt thrown on my name. And you're the exact same way. Yeah. Uh, you you work your tail off and you you go out there put in a hard day's effort and you make sure everybody. You know, they may not like you, but as long as they can respect you, that's the important thing. And I love hearing that from the young man because I'm that way myself, and I have mad respect for somebody that was able to turn things around and put goodness on his name when a lot of the negative was attached to it.
0: And that shows an overcomer. Again, you know, character issue guy. Dorsey's not afraid of it, but it looks like he's on the path to redeeming himself. So that that's pretty cool. Um and so they got him there. Players still available at that time. Miles Boykin, who the Ravens ended up taking. You know, I loved him, wide receiver. Uh, another corner, Justin Lane, another guy like that. But we knew linebacker was a position of need. Jamie Collins gone. You really, as far as true playmakers, we're not special teams guys. We're down to Schober, Kirksey, and Avery. And Avery was a fifth round pick a year ago. So you put Taki Taki in there. Then you go to round four Sheldrick Redwine, safety. Another Miami University, that's like the fifth or sixth U guy on the team. Uh, and this is where, Matt, they go for They brought in the veteran presence on uh, through free agency, the Browns did. But now you have a guy who, again, not ready to step in. But you can ease him in, and you can have him learn from some veterans. So in a year, when one or two of them are gone, maybe Redwine can be somebody that can step in to be a starter.
1: You know, the Browns said that they wanted a starter with their second-day picks, but I really feel they got some out of this third day as well. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Redwine, if he's not in the starting lineup at some point this year, he will definitely be considered for it next year. I think he has that kind of talent. Um, he's a hard worker by all accounts, he's a hard-working kid that can make plays. He's not afraid to get in the box and hit people. He's not afraid to drop in the coverage and he can generate some turnovers. Uh, I like the overall selection. Uh, I think they added depth at a very important position because they were a little thin last year, uh, really at the second and third levels of the defense, and they really went after it hard in the draft this year to address that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, they they, they, they sure did. They absolutely did at that point. So you got Redwine and you can sprinkle him in you can rotate him in then this we talk about the the value of grady williams wow i cannot believe alabama linebacker mac wilson fell to the fifth round he was in some circles graded right under the devons bush and white as a nice a different type of a different type of linebacker than Taki Taki, more of a let's say a a, a bit of a, a thumper type guy and but he's also decent in coverage. I think this value of Mac Wilson is right up there with Greedy Williams because you can one more time at fifth round linebacker. I bet you we see Mac Wilson contributing this year.
1: That was my favorite pick of the entire draft. Really? If I'm being honest, I Alabama linebackers are playmakers at the NFL level. Yeah. Yeah. They it's the exact opposite of Alabama running back. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. They are guys that are a very professional approach. They go about their business and they hit a snap out of people. They are not afraid to blast somebody, whether they're rushing off the edge or going through the middle of the offensive line. They can make plays. And I thought Mac Wilson was a great addition uh, to this team. He brings. A lot of experience, high-level experience throughout the SEC and at the national level with Alabama. I'm really impressed with this pick. I think they got tremendous value, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the starting lineup at some point this year because he, to me, he's an upgrade not only over Jamie Collins, but I think he might be a shade better than the other two veterans they got. Wow. Longer term, I think he could be.
0: wouldn't that be something? And what, another fifth-round pick. not Avery found there. Mac Wilson. Awesome value. Then, Matt, we go kicker, baby. Fifth round, 170 overall. Higher usually than I like for a kicker. But I've been calling for it. I am not going to complain. And you get in a guy who has produced, who has kicked a lot and has kicked at a high percentage point. Austin Siebert. The only knock on him out of Oklahoma was that it's not that he can't hit the 50-plus yard field goals, Matt. It's that he just didn't have the opportunity to. Scouts say in practice, he has the big leg, not a problem, but a very accurate kicker. We just don't know in game if he's got the accuracy from 50-plus.
1: Yeah, you don't, but you can look at it and say he's playing with the same quarterback that he spent a couple of years with at Oklahoma, and he didn't have to. Yeah. And last year, or this year, he might not have to for us. I mean, look at the weapons they have. Yeah. I don't think they're focused on kicking too many 50-yard field goals anymore. This isn't the Phil Dawson days where <laughs> we're like, okay, Phil, so we're going to need you to kick like three of them today to have a chance. No. They're going to look at Siebert and go, we're going to try to get you as many extra points as we can, bro. Like, don't worry about booming in from 50. If you can, great. But you're going to be kicking from 25 and 33.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's where he's had a lot of his success. Hopefully, it's seen as an upgrade on Greg Joseph and give that bum the boot. And get him on out of here. And then we can hopefully find our guy.
1: 22 to 20 is not bad on the field goal. Listen. The, the distance one, he was, he was not that great at. And, extra, and extra, points. extra points. I believe he missed four. Yes. But. Unacceptable. He, he, there there was some redeeming qualities None. over the guy he replaced.
0: None. They both stunk. I can't say. I want Austin. <laughs> Give me Siebert. I want Austin Siebert. Get Siebert in there, man. Well, I can you say
1: that now, but the first extra point in field him. goal attempt that goes awry, you're going to be sh- I will hate him.
0: Kid. I will hate him as well. What do you mean you drafted Seaver? Come on.
1: Yeah. But you know what's interesting? See, what What Browns fans don't understand about Andy Mack, maybe the <laughs> they're starting to, is that you know that quarterback jersey that had all the names on it? Andy's got a kicker jersey with yes. all the damn names on it. Yes. And he's. Used it as a dartboard on several locations, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Uh, he's very passionate about his special teams play. He got a little spoiled when Phil Dawson was here. That is true. So, you know, he's he, he, he a little upset uh, on game day when the kicker goes awry. And <sighs> I heard it last couple of years between Cody Thurston oh. and Vince Gonzalez up front and then drive him over to Clay. I know. Uh, he is great. Joseph was more consistent than that. I mean, he missed less field goals in 14 games than Gonzalez did in one. So... Ah, oh, my was God. improvement in that regard.
0: Greg Joseph needs to be gone. Give me Siebert, at least for now. You're right, Matt. At least for now. He's also also punted. So you got <laughs> coverage of punting uh, punting as well. So that's a nice little yeah, extra Yeah, he there. averaged
1: over four, almost 42 yards of punt over, like, 70-something kicks in college. So yeah. He gives you depth there, too. I mean... The last uh, time the Browns had a guy that could do both was Spencer Laning, and he had to do both in a game. I think he was the first one in like 30 years that had pinned a a punt inside the 10, then kicked an extra point and a field goal in the same game. Right. He was up in Minnesota. I'll never forget it. I was was standing in the tunnel when Brian Hoyer threw the touchdown pass to uh, Jordan Cameron. In the left corner of the end zone, and then I watched Spencer Landon kick an extra point to help win a game. And I'm thinking to myself, man, with a third string quarterback against Adrian Peterson and that Viking speed, yeah. holy cow! Like, yep. Not bad. And, you know, maybe we see that same kind of thing with, with Siebert, where he's pressed into service, if something happens to Cole quit and he ends up being the special team player of the week, like Heck. Landon
0: who knows? It's, it's a nice extra. Uh, Matt, let's wrap up the next uh, two picks. Uh, Six-round picks, Southeast Missouri. Guard Drew Forbes and corner Donnie Lewis in the seventh round. Uh, Drew Forbes out of a small school. You got to love the size 6'5". This just looks like a big old classic lineman. And Matt, I like this area for an offensive guard that can sit for a year much better than the second round. Choice of Austin Corbett a couple years ago to sit because sixth round hey, if this guy comes in in a year and a sixth round value and can start for you, which he seems like he has the skill set to do, that's a great value.
1: I think he's going to push the hell out of Austin Corbett to hold on to for dear life to that starting spot. I'm not going to say he's going to win the job, but I think he's going to force Corbett to be on his uh, best at all times because. This young man is going to be a hard worker, and he's blocked for some really productive players. And Corbett had the city year despite being a second-round pick. Now, granted, guard was a position of strength, and I think we all knew that going into last year. This was a different story. He's got to compete for that job.
0: Yep. yeah, good, good. We want competition. So I like him from a depth perspective, and maybe, as you said, to push or go from there. And Donnie Lewis, listen, seventh-round quarterback, can never have enough good corners, special team work. Interesting, Steven Denmark's still on the board who visited the Browns and Dorsey chose to go with Donnie Lewis. But this is somebody, Matt, again, hey, you know what? Special teams, if he gets pressed into service, you hope he, he develops and it's a nice uh, it's a nice position area where you can always use depth, right? Oh,
1: listen, cornerback and linebacker are, are positions you need depth at. And I thought the Browns and they did an excellent job to go get depth at those two positions and get starting level talent at those positions
0: too yeah excellent excellent uh uh, excellent pickup there um really across the board Matt are you surprised we didn't see any offensive skill positions no receivers no running backs I thought they might at least get one as a a flyer late or something did that surprise you at all no tight ends did that surprise you
1: the wide receivers and running backs know because the more we're looking at Freddie Kitchen and Josh Lewsey, the more I really believe that they think Duke Johnson will be a part of this team at some level in 2019, which I think is a big if, but still they are confident in it that he's going to be here and be an impact player. Uh, and wide receiver, you know, minus the big body guy, they're kind of stacked at wide receiver. So yeah, I guess I wasn't too surprised about those. The tight end that I was I was very deeply concerned about because I don't want another year of watching Seth Septim- oh. at the ball team I'm missing three weeks of training camp and then missing the first four weeks of the season. I'm done with that. I've seen it. It doesn't work. No. He had an injury history in college. He has an injury history here. He's, uh, you know, uh, my one buddy said, you know, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get in trouble, but. He looks the part, but can't stay on the damn field. And if you can't, if you're not available, you yeah. have no ability to make.
0: No. And, and, Matt, there's nothing special about him athletically to me. Nothing. If set the Valve gets cut, I bet you he doesn't even make another NFL roster. I bet you. I bet you he's done. I, I he I, I,
1: tell you what. I, in, in Madden NFL 19, full disclosure, I demoted him to, like, practice squad so I could keep Devin Kajust on my ah, roster on the video game. Choose. So that tells you what I think of. I mean, I still don't. He didn't make it, except you know I heard the rumor that they said, oh, the coaching staff thinks he's fucked. You can't get on the field. Yeah. That is the definition of soon. That anyway. But I mean, I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout. I'm a reporter and a fan, and that that's it. But I know good football players when I see them. And I know what guys look like when they're barely holding on. And I thought two years ago, DeVal was going to be gone and they would upgrade the position. Uh, yeah, two years I later, don't get it. I'm still surprised that he has a job.
0: I don't I don't get it. I thought that could have been an area. Seventh round, you had a guy like Tommy Sweeney who I thought could have been an upgrade there, for example. But, you know what, that's that's fine. Um, overall grade, Matt, on this draft, I give it a B plus. I think it was. I think I wish a defensive tackle depth would have been addressed at some point. I think that's an area maybe a little bit of a miss behind Richardson and Joby, But overall, I'm very happy. I give it a B plus. What do you give it?
1: Because I don't want to go too high, and I'm, I'm more of the guy that wants to see every, how everybody plays. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I'll give it a B. A B. Okay. Where and, and were you the same? Would you have liked the defensive tackle, or where where could they have gone better in your mind?
1: I think with defensive tackle and tight end were the two positions that they didn't address that I was most concerned that they didn't address at some point, but I understand why they did what they did. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the fact that they got good football talent on this team and they didn't overdraft for the sake of overdrafting.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm with you. So, guys, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleurjancic. Click and follow and subscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. And, hey, man, you know what? Next up, Matt, will be uh, at some point soon the schedule game with all of this. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can break down some wins and have some fun with that, buddy.
1: All right. Sounds good, Andy. That's uh, a good
0: one. All right, you too. We'll talk to you later. This has been The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns.